0: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the fight and fit show this week we are for sure going to finish up this series on our series on nutrition and coming into your own with exercise health and wellness we really want to help make sure that nutrition is an element for you guys that is made simple that way if you want to track things you want to be really really particular about what kind of nutrition is coming in you're having issues with it that this series can definitely be something that you can review and reflect on from time to time that you know i'm sure there's an episode that maybe you might not have that issue yet but if you review it in time maybe you're having that issue maybe that if right now you're maybe a little bit more restrictive you want to be a little bit more intuitive that this series is going to help you particularly this episode today so if you've got any questions guys feel free to comment on the videos and uh, yeah let us know we'd love to help you guys love to answer your questions in future podcast episodes and we know this series has been going on a while we appreciate you guys who have stuck with us and uh, yeah hopefully you found it helpful how are you feeling today chris you ready to rock
1: ready to rock let's go so uh, So tear away uh, first day we're going to go on about meal planning and preparation uh, in regards to intuitive eating so point number one explore meal plan strategies that align with intuitive eating so any uh, any thoughts on that problem
0: well again so the, the the key word there obviously your intuition so what is your <clears> intuition <throat> your intuition is that that voice that speaks to you inside yourself and tells you should i be doing this should i not be doing this you know what feels right for me today and obviously the cool thing is about your intuition is that's going to vary from day to day your body is always fluctuating from day to day you know we're very rarely the same person as we were yesterday you know we're learning something or challenged by something you know we're going through something maybe you know we're in a calorie deficit that's going to affect your, your body more, well, maybe you're, you're you're not as well slept and so again we want to help you create a meal plan or at least come up with a strategy for creating a meal plan that is going to enable you to use your intuition while focusing on a said meal plan or while practicing you know quote-unquote healthy eating habits
1: yeah okay so if you want to make one of these meal plans yourself the first thing you need to do is establish what your goal is so first establish a goal whether it's um lose body fat uh, gain weight or support exercise Um, you need to decide on which one that is and that will help you determine a rough calorie expenditure and then from that it's a you are looking to build as much muscle as possible it's important to hit a certain amount of protein per pound of body weight and If um, you're just looking to lose body fat, well then you don't need to hit as much protein. So after you uh, have a protein target, you basically uh, decide how much carbohydrates you want to support your exercise and then how much fat to fill in the, the blanks. And then once you have a rough idea of what you need, well, then you build out a rough uh, meal plan and the main thing with this meal plan is that it's flexible and it's not rigid and that you have a few different ideas and a few different substitutes for different things and it will take a wee while to build out and it will take a wee while to feel out and um, but the goal is to be satisfied from your meals uh, to enjoy your food and to um to not be not feel like you're absolutely stuck to this diet plan that like if you let's say you planned on having like a sandwich for lunch or whatever it is, but you got an invite from your friends to go for lunch of the day, you can go to the restaurant. You can pick something that will roughly fit the same macros as your um, your planned lunch. And then like the meal plan still works and it's not thrown out of whack.
0: Exactly, yeah, and again, this is like, intuitive eating is going to require some maturity you know, you, you're going to have to generally like because, again, we all have wants and we all have emotions. And then underneath that, you have what I what I would refer to as your intuition. So, again, like your intuition does not just mean go with whatever emotion kind of blows in the door, but instead kind of starting to be mindful about how you feel and trying to make a very mature decision on whether or not it's right for you so again if you're if you're trying to lose weight and it really means an awful lot to you and your friends say hey we're going to mcdonald's for lunch intuitive eating might also mean hey listen guys i i you know that's just not the right decision for me today but i appreciate it thanks so much for the offer and but again if you've been really really you know uh, focused and you're 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 proud of yourself you're making good progress you've got enough you know let's say it's weight loss let's say it's building muscle you have got enough progress Moved in in a given direction, that you're also not kind of going. Oh, I have to just stick to this meal plan no matter what. And it's like, listen, I understand the macros of a McDonald's. I understand the calories, and I'm going to make an educated educated decision. I'm also going to take in you know my emotional uh, and social position right now and say, you know, what I could do with uh, a a a lunch date with my friends more than I could do do with another point two off the scales tomorrow. And so again, yeah. it's like you know what is what is a reasonable and rational decision given the scope of where you are who you are and and what you're feeling that day
1: so the the main thing there i think is that it's a it's a conscious decision and i think if you can consciously decide to do it rather than like if you consciously decide that you want to go get mcdonald's a lot different than repressing the feeling of saying no to your friends, like instead of just repressing that and just going along with the flow anyway, and then feeling guilty about the diet because maybe you didn't want to admit to your friends or something that you were trying to lose weight or that you're trying to diet or that that's against your diet, you didn't want to be the negative nelly who's like, "No McDonald's for me." Um, I think uh, the decision to go and then have it, have what you want that would fit in that sort of thing will lead to a lot less guilt than if you just don't admit it to yourself, don't admit it to your friends, and don't actually, um. Make the decision, just go along with it because you feel like you have to. Yeah. So again, what are the strategies um uh, for, for for
0: planning an intuitive eating plan? That's it. So again, what are the things you're gonna to want to do? You're just gonna to wanna to write down, you know, what your calories are, what your protein goals are, what your fat goals are, what your car goals are, and then just tear off that piece of paper and throw it away. No. <laughs> no. And then but then what you're gonna to wanna to do is you're gonna to wanna to write, okay, based on what I know and, and what I feel like a a really good way to kind of practice intuitive eating is just kind of by like portion size like you, your hand you know it's like we we often use the hand model it's like you know a, a cupped handful is about your carbohydrate portion you know the your palm size is about your protein portion uh your thumb is about the size of your fat portion and you know a f- double cupped hand is you know for your, your fruits or vegetables or fist is that fist when I fit my fists and my double cup hands? It's, probably. You probably. To, you, again, we're intuitive eating. We're not going to stress about it too much. And again, especially if it's fruit, fruits and vegetables, especially if it's vegetables, it's probably not going to be the biggest deal in the world if you're again, your portion size for your, your vegetables, again, isn't exact. And again, it's probably not going to be the biggest deal in the world if the rest of your portion sizes aren't exact, if you're listening to your body. Because again, if you're starting to force feed yourself and you're starting to feel full, all right, that could be enough for you. You know, it's like let's let's just leave it there. If you feel like there wasn't enough food on your plate, again, that would be a good good key to start adding uh, some bigger portions for you know maybe your little bit more veg, a little more carbs, a little more protein. Um, maybe if you know you want to try and gain weight, a lot more fat. Maybe if you're trying to lose weight. Maybe again, just take it handy enough of the fat, and again, opt for healthy fats because again, a big part of You know, the intuitive eating practice, if you're going to go down that road, is like, listen, that's, you know, quite a healthy mindset and going with a healthy mindset, you got to have a healthy body. And so we're looking to nourish our bodies with our intuitive eating plan too. So again, it's like, what foods do I feel like would be good for me today? You know, like, should I go for a salad? What foods do I actually like? And so again, intuitive eating would... Probably, you know, really stay away from force feeding yourself Brussels sprouts if you really don't like them and just making immature decisions. Going, you know what, I'm going to opt out of Brussels sprouts and I'm going to go for a salad that I actually really look forward to eating instead of trying to force feed myself, you know, bean sprouts or the latest superfood, even though you don't like them.
1: I think it's also really important to say that it's not just about what you like, it's about how those foods make you feel. Like uh, if you eat, Joe, like a Tex Mex bloody, um, I don't like mexican chips sort of thing with cheese and grease and mints and taco sauce and all that sort of stuff you eat it it's, in the moment it's absolutely delicious but like after you can be left with heartburn it can leave your stomach all gurgly you feel lethargic you feel like stuffed and it's not a very very nice feeling and intuitive eating it uh, would also be like what understanding what foods and what meals make you feel good they make you feel energized they don't make you feel sluggish lethargic or anything like that and i think uh, most people in modern Uh, societies basically go for flavor over everything else it's like oh this tastes good that's the only thing that 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 matters and they don't really understand how it makes them feel afterwards or or like if they do do it's like that's worth it because it tastes so good instead of like the, the, the 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 crux of it should be it's like how does this make me feel and then you eat intuitively based off how it makes you feel and if you follow that um, the whole point the whole point of intuitive eating is that you follow you trust that your body knows what it wants and knows what it needs and uh, you go along with that. And again, sometimes our intuition needs failure
0: in order to up get the latest software update. And so this is the, the whole thing where, again, if you are genuinely engaging with this from your heart and you run it for a week or two and you notice that, oh, I'm actually off and I'm not getting a result. You intuitively will make that adjustment and going forward then you'll be able to make better decisions. So again, a little bit of trial and error is going to be required in order for your intuition to be up to the latest uh, or to be up to date with the latest software. And I suppose a big part of this as well is exploring meal planning strategies is that you actually have to sit down and do out a plan. And then you look at that and then you say, okay, what do I think of this? Is there anything that I would change but getting your thoughts out on paper is really really useful because what we don't want to do is just wing it because that's not what intuitive eating means either it's not just about showing up and doing whatever you feel like and here fingers crossed that it works it's like right now foods that you really like right now foods that maybe you've tried in the past that you don't really want to incorporate into your meal plan this time around and then implementing and again, update. And as you go, try and create as much variety as possible in in your food list. Try and organize your shopping list. So that way you have a lot of variety and a lot of different options. And again, Chris made a great point there before the podcast, like again, setting your meal plan up in such a way and setting your shopping list up in such a way that, you know, there's the vegetables that are there and the meats that are there and the carbs that are there. You could literally maybe make one of three things based on you know what you have at home instead of only buying ingredients that only work for one
1: thing. Because then again, if you don't have it, what are we going to do? Okay, so uh, let's let's give an example for that. So one of the ones that I use for that that I really enjoy is a um, mixed meat. So like I'll make like a uh, spaghetti bolognese for like sort of mixed meat. So I'll get my passata, I'll get my tomatoes, I'll get all my different spices and all that sort of stuff, and cook my mince that way. And then I can have my mince basically with. Let's say one of three things i could have sloppy joe's which is basically like burgers but with extra minced meat on it Um, i could have spaghetti bolognese or i could have a cheesy nachos where i like put the nachos on a bowl and then pour the mince over it and then put a little bit of cheese over it and you can eat that one And then that's like how depending on what i'm feeling like if i'm feeling like a cheat a cheat sort of meal i'll go want to go for the nachos because they feel like they're a little bit um like batter um, or if uh, I'm feeling like I'm being pretty healthy, I'll go with the spaghetti bolognese. So I'm feeling like something in between or a little bit of adventure. So I'm just bored of spaghetti bolognese. I'll go for the, the sloppy joes. But you can do very, very similar stuff with um, chicken, with stir fries, with noodles, with, um, with wraps and sandwiches or whatever it is that you want. Like again, you have your protein, you have the carbs, you have your fat, and then you have your vegetables. And you can basically arrange them whatever way you want. But if you have your protein and you can mix and match that with your carbohydrates, you have a new meal. If you have a protein and you mix and match that with your vegetables, you can have a new meal and same with your fats. All
0: right, again, so something that I do is part of uh, like because again, I would say for the most part, what I do is unless I'm really like trying to hone it in a kickstart, it's all very intuitive. Is like you know, scroll on Inst- scroll on TikTok or Instagram or. YouTube and have a little look, explore a new recipe, and, and so again, oh, listen, I wouldn't mind trying something new, and again, exploring it, see what you think about it, and so for me, that's a big part of enjoying my nutrition is getting to try new things and try new recipes, and oh, geez, that looks really nice. That's maybe something that I never had before, and something that I can maybe incorporate now, long term, because you know we've maybe we've, maybe we've had enough spaghetti bolognese every week for the last twelve years, but maybe not. Maybe maybe it's your favorite. <coughs> to me. So again, just making sure that you've got new. Uh, new recipes and exciting flavors. And that's something that I would definitely recommend is go on to cho- YouTube, go on to TikTok and get following, you know, amazing, low calorie or lower calorie, higher protein versions of your favorite food because like the amount of amazing content that's out there now at, at your fingertips is literally insane. And so that kind of brings us to the end of our meal planning and preparation unless you've anything to add, Chris, because again, we just covered there, creating your balanced and uh, nourishing meal plan and experiment with new recipes and flavors?
1: Yeah, so uh, no, just to summarize that, I think um, the number one thing is it needs to be flexible, but you need a baseline to work off that you enjoy and that makes you feel good. That So like, you know, if you have this for breakfast, it's a good breakfast that you like, it's, it's tasty, but it makes you feel good. Same with your lunch. You have a lunch that is tasty and makes you feel good and you have a dinner. You're not sticking rigidly to that plan and you're actively seeking new meals and new things that help that make you feel good and when you are looking for something new and you're judging it under that criteria you'll put it into a certain box you're like that either doesn't make me feel good or does make me feel good and that will help you view foods foods in a different way as well so you have a skeleton of a meal plan and then you have your breakfast your lunch and dinner or can just be lunch and dinner again everyone's different um But you start branching off and you're trying to experiment with different things and you understand roughly how much food you need at lunch and you understand roughly how much food you need at dinner regardless of what kind of food that is. Yeah,
0: and so, so what I would say as well, just kind of to, to, to wrap that up would be, you know, also your portion sites. Again, just making sure that you're not starving yourself if you're trying to lose weight because, again, obviously an awful lot of people when they're dealing with nutrition and dealing with challenges that they are like – listen. One of the biggest issues we talked about this in the podcast before with, with, with ladies that I had picker just because they're the ones who, who were saying it to me was you know they were on quote unquote 1200, 1300, 1400 calories, but they weren't on 1200, 1400 calories because what would happen is they would try and stick to that meal plan and they would just end up going off plan. So something in them did not make the micro adjustment because they were been too rigid to the calories that were given to them instead of going okay listen i know i'm not going to be able to stick to this i'm just going to add an extra two 300 calories to my day i know that i'm not getting enough and that's going to improve the sustainability of the meal plan that's kind of why intuitive eating is such a powerful practice that it's going to keep you from from failing the diet by trying to be too restrictive that you're going to be able to go actually, you know what in order for this thing to work i know i'm just going to need a little bit more or you know what? in order I, i'm kind of feeling like I'm, I'm overeating here a little bit i just need to pull back a little bit. i know i'm snacking a little bit too much i'm just going to pull back a little bit instead of being you know super hot and cold about it it's like just listen to what it's like listen you are a very smart intelligent and mature person you're very capable of making an educated and appropriate decision if you just trust yourself enough to do so and that's it's what it.
1: intuitive eating is all about yeah it's not even a, <clears throat> it's not even about trusting yourself it's about like just actually listening to your body so like after you have a meal so sit and feel how it feels like you feel stuffed like okay that was probably a bit too much but you feel hungry you feel like that wasn't satisfying like you need more sit and wait for a while and then you're like no i feel like i needed more there now there's a difference between the craving and no actual hunger and actually need more and when you actually sit and ask yourself that you'll get more familiar with the differences
0: so well let's just kind of keep keep rolling along because you're on a good way of letting chris address common challenges in the intuitive eating journey so you know, obviously, yeah, that that is a big one. It's like, you know, so you're just not listening, you're not been mindful enough.
1: Yeah, not understanding what like what the difference is like to someone like you could have a debate with someone about what how what feels good and they could argue and make a very, very good case for being stuffed feels class. Yeah. Like so being stuffed is one of the best feelings ever. You know, after a big meal, you know, you pop the your top button open, you let your belly hang out, and you're sitting there. <sighs> rubbing your belly up—that was bloody great. You know, you're just like, mm, and then but you're sitting sluggish and lethargic forever, or for like a couple hours after. The best example is uh, for me, anyway, is Christmas. After Christmas, you know, you're sitting. You had a big Christmas dinner, whatever it is, and the kids. So you know, they sort of follow their nutrition, their intuitive eating pretty well. So after their dinner, they're fucking ready, running around the house playing with their toys again, and all the and they're trying to get all the adults to play with them, and uh you are just not feeling it because you feel sluggish and lethargic because you had too much of a big dinner. But again, I, I was saying,
0: you know, maybe that's your goal. You know, maybe, maybe maybe you maybe you went into Christmas with the goal of, hey, listen, I I'm here to relax today. So again, I feel like it's all about what your your medium to long term strategy is when we talk about these practices. Like, listen, every once in a while, especially like if you're after cutting and you're you're going through a period of hunger, 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 maybe the contrast does feel quite good. And maybe, you know, if you are in a period of restriction, 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 maybe what you really are craving is this feeling of fullness but again we talk about the issues like well the real issue is that you know you're like you're you're in a lack and so now you want to swing to the extreme and so intuitive eating is more your your body doesn't really work naturally at extremes where your body really operates best at and and what it's striving to do for the most part is achieve a state of homeostasis where things are just neutral they're balanced and so again as I said if you listen to your body for the most part you're very rarely going to end up Starving, or you're very rarely going to end up absolutely stuffed. You're going to know right well, you know what I'm going to be a a a moderate person in my approach to portion sizes and to desserts and this kind of stuff. Is like we we all know, you know, one dessert's probably enough. But when we you know let things go, we can kind of maybe push ourselves and force ourselves like a soldier through your second slice of cheesecake. And again, yeah, it's 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 leading you away from your intuitive eating practice when we take into consideration what your goal is. When your goal probably is, you know, I want to be a little bit leaner because maybe you have some some extra cushion for the pushing. You know, maybe you just want to maintain a high standard of health and or maybe you would do want to generally build muscle. And so again, if you take these goals in consideration, you'll find the right answer if you just again be mindful and not be unconscious and just habitually going with the momentum of the day and listen to what other people tell you or kind of pressure you into doing yeah i agree i agree right so develop strategies uh, to handle social situations food cravings and body comparisons so so again, i think it, that's
1: that's what you're leaving onto there which is basically about how Joe letting the situation basically go into eating more than you have to so like uh, and again sorry what comes to mind yeah, yeah sorry go on. This Mrs. Doyle comes to mind being like, ah, go on. Ah, go on. Ah, you'll have a cup of tea, Father. Ah, go on. Joe, we're, you just keep on, Ah, go on. You deserve it. Ah, you need it. Go on. You deserve it. Have some. Fine. So don't again, worry we're, about we're, it. We're, Diet can start again Monday. Back to the conversation about
0: habits. And so, again, what are we talking about when we're talking about two tour of Eden? Chris hit the nail on the head when he talked about mindfulness and so again you actually have to listen you have to become conscious in order to practice intuitive eating and in order to become conscious we have to take our environmental cues into consideration here big time and so again what is our cues our cues can be our environment it can be people it can be smells it can be this all these kind of things that can set you into an automated behavior that is going to be unconscious and the exact opposite of intuitive because maybe you have and again hopefully intuitive eating will soon become habitualized and the natural order of things would be for you to sit down eat your meal take pauses listen to your body and maybe that is then your your natural process and maybe as you're listening to this maybe that is your natural process but i think you know for the vast majority of people in this hyper palatable hyper processed food situation we find ourselves in again where the, the 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 bog standard is that we use food as a reward, we use food as our you know social lubricant, we use food to celebrate. It's very, very easy to overindulge. And so again, it's probably going to take more conscious action and attention to just find ourselves in a neutral place where we are eating foods that support our goals and support our health, and in portions that support our goals and support our health yeah and so again how do we what are the strategies that we could use in a social situation that when you find mrs doyle coming over to you with the big uh tray buns
1: um no learning how to no thank you i'm good do you know what is? that is a very very powerful kind of
0: situation because i i know so many people is like you just just don't understand the value of no because i know myself like i am i i used to be a yes man you know I didn't respect the power um, of my own no and yeah again it's like like, I I feel like that's such a simple answer Chris but I also feel like it is it is deeply powerful like really you have to learn to say no and understand that if you are saying yes when you mean no that like you're getting imposed upon and that's going to affect you in lots of different ways and can even have a knock on effect and turn into a habit where you
1: you know you squander what you feel and uh, for, for, you know because you don't you don't want to <laughs> look one of the best ways to do this is to make the person asking uh, feel guilty so if if no doesn't work the first time okay and it doesn't work the second time you can level with them and be like look uh, i'm finding it a little bit difficult to stick to my diet now and you are really tempting me to break it i really don't want to break it so can you stop please thank you now that's a last resort and it can't seem like it's kind of kind of rude or kind of like a um, disrespectful but if you said no once and like i go on, and you're like no twice and like i on, wait, stop being so uptight, and then you'd be like boom, look and just mention that it means a lot to you that you can't actually do it and then you know you've no problem with everyone else eating whatever they want but it's not for you today you've already had your calories for today or if you really want you can lie and just say now nah, I'm just not feeling well as well you can be deceptive about it but I think um, just being being honest with me like no look doesn't go with my goals. I am committing to this, and uh, then once you do that, well, then you'll feel this little thing over your head where like you just have to live up to that reputation now.
0: But I feel, I feel like a big part of it as well. If if you're in, in a in a good social circle, like let's assume you're not in a toxic so, social circle, and if you are, I'd you know encourage you to get out of that situation. But it's most you, people, go
1: on. I wouldn't say but, like I wouldn't say someone. No, go no, on no, I'm not. Now. No, I'm not.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm not. That's why I said I'm assuming it's coming. That's my point. I'm assuming okay. that this is coming from love. Like if you're in a toxic situation, people are literally trying to undermine your diet. It's like run. But most people, where it's coming from, it's coming from this place of, here's a bun. In my experience, buns bring me joy. I want you to have some joy, and you're like, oh no, no joy for me, thanks. And I'm like, oh no, please have some joy. You'd love some joy. I know. I I seen you enjoy joy last week. You love it. Uh, like you know, we always have pizza together. It's such a a good way for us to connect and bond. And we're just kind of having a chat. We're we're breaking bread together, and that's where things started to change for me because no became this thing where i understand where it's coming from so i don't really have a pro- it's like listen i'm fine don't worry about me i'm good i've had enough honestly enjoy like no problem I'll, I'll get you next time it's like it's not coming from this forceful place where they are trying to impose on you and it's not a negative experience but it can feel like that because it is you're already in this kind of torn battle that you really want the bun and you're struggling to say no uh, when when really you know you, you you want to say yeah and again it's coming from love like the in these situations all these people are always coming at it from love but you just have to understand where it's coming from so that way you can deal with it appropriately it's like listen no thank you you know i really appreciate it thank you so much you're so kind for always offering this and always kind of having you know treats of this available but just it's just not for me this week i really appreciate it. I'm, I'm 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 losing weight what do you think what do you think? You see it i think i'm better dress size you appreciate it you like it whatever it is and so again once you understand that it, it's coming from love these people who are friends they want the best for you just reiterate to them what exactly is the best for
1: you yeah exactly you put it a much better night <laughs> and so like food, no <laughs> food food craves food cravings is, is is another element
0: that's really really important because again in a situation like that like you're craving it and so when we're talking about intuitive eating like you can also decide yes i'll have a bun i'm going to make an educated decision so the first first protocol it's like yeah listen educate yourself like an awful lot of people what, what happens is they eat a bun and they go oh my god that was the worst thing ever it's like listen it was 159 calories like don't be stressing too much about it it's like it's not that big of a deal in the long run anyway and also if it gives you a little pick me up and you use it for fuel to keep the nutrition battle going strong you know it's like it's actually probably it could be a good thing for you
1: yeah, well, if you're if you're cheating on your diet and uh, you're having a bun, one of something that can happen a lot is you kind of repress it psychologically and you minimize the experience. And then because you minimize it, you don't appreciate it as much and you end up basically feeling like you didn't really cheat on your diet at all and it wasn't really worth it. And you have this little shame cycle where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have cheated, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't even worth it fucking hell i'm such a piece of shit because i can't stick to a diet instead of going like i'm going to have this bun and i'm going to enjoy every single bite of it taking one bite and then like exaggerating how good it tastes and all this sort of stuff to yourself because how you communicate about it even just to yourself um, will change the experience for it and if you make it a big experience and a big deal for for having it well then you won't feel like you need to cheat for an even longer period of time I know, yeah, because again, that's it. I, I used to ask people all the time, you know, post-weekend, they'd be
0: like, oh, Henry go, oh, not great. I was like, "Why? what happened? Oh, you know, I, I went off track of this and I was like, oh, did you enjoy it? And they were like, oh, not really. I'm like, oh, Jesus, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah, what a fun, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because here's the problem. You're further away from your goal now and you're not feeling mentally recharged. I was like, at least you should have got one. At least we could have been closer to our goal and you weren't mentally recharged, but you were still fighting a good fight. Or you took a reprieve, you took a break, and now we've got more energy, more mental battery because we had a break and we're ready to go. Like again, there's a reason that when you show up to a circuit class, that it's not just, you know, thirty minutes on, no minutes off. So that break period is absolutely vital for your ability to recharge and give more to increase your
1: your, your total output. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be perfect. And again, yeah. maybe you just want you maybe want some sugar, maybe you need some sugar, maybe you need some energy. This is
0: it. So again, make a decision. What do you feel like is the right choice for you? Do you feel like you should have a bun in that situation? Do you feel like you should take a break? What do you feel like is the right decision for you? And then and then
1: use your intuition and then see how you feel after it. Listen to your body. Listen li- listen and learn. And if you haven't, you feel that little shame or guilt cycle, you're like, maybe, maybe it was the wrong decision. Oh, but again, but again, <laughs> on, on the counter
0: to that, is like, is that shame accurate? You was know, like, this is where I I, I want to take, it's like, should you feel shameful for eating 150 calories worth, worth of cupcakes? You know, it's like, okay. again, it, it, it depends. It really does depend. You know, it depends what else you eat, had eaten that day. It's like, if that's your sixth time, you know, intuitively eating cupcakes, it's like, all right, cool. You know, like maybe we're not using our intuition anymore. And so this is where I said it starts. It's like, it requires a level of maturity from you as an individual. You're been trusted that you're a big boy or girl, you don't need to be told exactly what to eat, in exactly what portion, and again, nothing, not to say anything wrong with that, it's a great strategy as well, but sometimes people get sick of counting calories, they get sick of having to measure every gram that goes into their mouth, and so it's like, right, okay, listen, here's some free rein, a little bit, you know roughly what you have to do, you know roughly what you can get away with, you know roughly what you can't, and if you don't, listen, like genuinely listen, like genuinely, genuinely listen, and start figuring out um, i i heard somebody actually quite recently talking about you know i think it was paul check anybody looking for a, a a health coach to follow on instagram paul check is a really cool guy and he was saying i think he he was referring to it as, as your soul and he was kind of saying it's like one of the big issues with people and their intuition or their soul and making choices is that they have no experience and so you know it's like one of the things that you can do is you can train it by letting your soul make decisions for you with small stuff and so hey listen what what do you want to wear today you know what, what would make you feel good today what kind of hairstyle do you want to have today what kind of what kind of breakfast do you want to have you know what kind of music do you want to listen to what kind of tv do you but generally like generally starting to listen to your soul listen to your your intuition on, the, on this kind of stuff so that way you can build a relationship with it and you learn the soul song instead of like again under pressure having no familiarity with what your intuition sounds like because differentiating between your intuition and your emotion especially under stress and under pressure is going to be difficult if you have no experience with it
1: mm. yeah i think um, that's very important to understand when you're stressed and when you're not that'll make have a big impact on it and listening to your soul is really really important that thing where like a uh, something that i used to do that i think is a really good thing to do if you have space in the space and the Thing, you're not going to be waking anyone up there's like wake up and then put up decide what music you want to listen to in the morning to set the tone for the morning if you wake up you set the music you play some classical music if you feel you all know, like um, and mighty or whatever you want to call it and uh, you stick on some rb because you're going to bloody kill it um, or some metal because you're going to hit the gym or something like that there but let yourself decide which one you want and trust that it's just going to be a good decision same with breakfast same with what you're going to wear that's uh that's a really good shape
0: and another one then is uh, body comparisons. So again, like a big issue with you know it's going to it's going to mess with your intuition is because you're going to be corrupted by comparison. You know, so you're going to mm-hmm. be comparing yourself to, you know, Tom Decker, Harry, Bill Ben and George. Sorry, my phone is dying there. Um, you know, so you're going to be comparing yourself to other people as to what you should be doing because of where they are at and what their journey is and so again, it's like listen, it's it's very very tempting we all do it. But at the end of the day, comparison is the thief of joy. And so it's gonna steal, it's gonna steal your life. It's gonna steal your ability to think clearly because you're not thinking from yourself, you're thinking as them. You know, you're putting yourself as them. And again, they're not you, they don't have your life experience, they don't have your struggles, they don't have your battles, they don't have your routine, they don't have your your family, your friend circle, your likes, your dislikes. And so again, like really you have to have an individual experience. Because that's, at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, it's the only experience you have.
1: Yeah. I think uh, body comparisons can be, I think they can go two ways. I think you can be inspired or you can be uh, put off. Like, you can feel like you're you're crap in comparison. And I think that, that happens at the same time. Like, there's a cool thing JP says, which is, Joe, um, you know, beauty is a judge. And if you look at someone who is way, way better than you, to judge because you compare yourself to them and you don't stack up because they made all the sacrifices that they needed to make they did all the sort of stuff that they need to do and it makes you feel insignificant and the response to that feeling can be one of two things it can be shame and like i won't hold up to it or it can be aspiration and trying like well like if they can do it i can do it too so uh, i think that's also very very important i think it is also important to understand that everyone is different and that so uh it's social media, especially with body comparisons, like understand the landscape as well. Like understand the landscape and understand that like the things that you are seeing are the top one percent of one percent because you know, uh like if you have a town, like what Dundalk, well let's say Dundalk, like do you have uh what is it, thirty thousand people or something like that in Dundalk? Something stupid exactly. like that. Um, but like Joe, the people who are top influencers in Dundalk. it's only like like 10 15 maybe in different fields so it would be the makeup ones it'd be the the gym ones it'd be the cooking ones the tattoo ones and all that sort of stuff so like you only see the best and um what you don't see all the people who are like third best or tenth best or whatever and you don't know where you stack up in relation to that and then you could be unfortunate enough um to have someone like a Know, like Michael Jordan as your college roommate or something out like there, and then you have to live up with that comparison because he's done so much better than you in this little small sort of scenario. Because he's more recognized on like an international level instead. Which, which again, could rub off on you. You know, it could. It could. It could rub off on you.
0: You know, it's like rubbing shoulders with the great grits. You know, you could get, you could get a little bit of inspiration for you know what are what a what real work ethic looks like. Because often enough, the cream does rise to the top. But obviously, again, it's like yeah use it as a comparison if if you can use if it's starting to become if it's, if you're starting to get demoralized look back if you're starting to get comfortable look forward and it really mm-hmm. is just about keeping the balance between that because again it's like listen anytime i need inspiration when i'm feeling like an absolute lazy lump i just look at goggins it's not listen say whatever you want about david goggins his approach it's like there's one thing that man will make you do let's feel lazy and so again, mm-hmm. it's like if you're, it's like if you think you're you're it and you're oh I've done enough. It's like, look Goggins, you know. And again, if you think that you know you're absolutely worthless and that you've never achieved or never amounted to anything, look back to where you used to be, you know. Look look back to how far you've come because again, chances are you've made some positive progress. And again, if you have literally never achieved anything in a physical or a nutrition space, look at somebody who is sick look at somebody who isn't able to do it and maybe then you could start getting some inspiration just from gratitude because you realize geez i've got so much going for me here you know it'd be a shame to squander this opportunity because again listen as, as, as terrible of a situation that you are in somebody may have it worse and they could be sitting in a hospital bed praying to god for the opportunity you have right now and you know, as, you, as I said, it would be a shame to to waste it. Like you have so much going for you, but you could also be doing so much better. And the line to dance between those two two things is is com- complicated at times. So it's not always obvious as to you know, you know, should I should I be doing better? Should I have a six pack? Should I be leaner? Should I be healthier? Should I eat more protein? Should I eat more fruit? Should I eat more vegetables? But it could also it could be you could be an awful worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah i think uh, to summarize that whole the whole point it would be uh, compare yourself to who you were uh, yesterday not to who someone else is today and then allow uh, people who let's say are above you in that sort of area to inspire you rather than make you feel uh, less than.
0: yeah for sure for sure I, exactly and then the last thing that we have to add on this is uh, seek support from trusted individuals or professionals. And so again, it doesn't just have to be a professional. You know, maybe it could be someone else in the space, maybe it could be a friend or a family member who's had success with nutrition, somebody you trust uh, to point you in the right direction, maybe to exercise. And then obviously again, go under a professional because there are studies done, there is research out there, and a professional will have that evidence in their back pocket to help bring you on and to pass along certainty that what you're doing is yes the correct thing or what you're doing is yes going to be harmful for you in the long term and if you're not sure you know this is why i said educate yourself it's like you can literally be pointed in the wrong direction and you know be using your intuition poorly because you don't actually yet yet understand what the right thing is or what the wrong thing is because and again fair play to you even though you're using your intuition that's a great step in the right direction it, could that could that tool be sharpened you know could we be using it more effectively and yeah not heading in the right direction you know uh will um what would you say what would you say Na- naively you know it's, again it's, there's no badness in it it's not that you're doing it purposely but again you're just a little naive and ignorant of, of the correct information because i know that's yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, what I was gonna say was, um, you know, like you're just like the mommy who's being like, "Oh, I'm not eating after six anymore," and it's like the like that that's the one thing that they feel like is in their control that they can do, and they have they don't want anything about calories or anything about to just stop eating at six, and it works for them, which is really cool, and um, because so they're eating less calories, but you can see how long they keep it up for.
0: But again, uh, again, it might it might not even be working, but that's the only tool that they have, and so again, every time it comes to trying to lose weight it's like they just cut out bread and stop eating after six and cross their fingers and please 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 i hope i got results i got results one time i don't i'm not really sure why i got results i'm not really sure what led to my success but i'm pretty sure it was these two things even though the success might have had nothing to do with that it could have been another coincidental
1: factor that they don't know what it is and can't replicate it and so we started walking every day um so but i think what's really important here is to seek support from trusted individuals that's uh, really important as well so like trusted individuals someone who you, you know like and trust and um, they if you know them and they, and you give yourself a reputation to live up to in front of them you will start acting like that uh, as well and then when you stop acting like that they will call you on it as well you're like didn't you say you had this goal for like losing like five kilos and you're sitting eating ice cream is that your calories that's a bit thing and the only reason they are doing it is because they are concerned so uh Having a support group is really, really important. If you have a support group, they can help you with all of your goals and help you uh, stay on track, especially if you actually trust them. They actually want what's best for you. So, uh, that was the last point in our intuitive eating sort of series. So, hopefully, we'll move on to something next. If you have any suggestions for what you would like us to talk about in the future, uh, please leave them in the comments below. And uh, yeah, we'll call it a day. All right, guys, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And I will see you in the next one. Peace.